I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to an all-new Better Podcasting live chat. I am Stephen John Drew, and of course, there is the live chat master, SP. I don't know how one gets qualified as the live chat master, but I can run with it. I'll take it. I'll go with it. It is Tuesday night. We are recording a Better Podcasting live episode number 18 of our lives. And I have yet to do the pluses or minuses. We're coming up on a total of 250 Better Podcasts. And uh, it's it's awesome. I, I love it. And I love all our live audience that comes by and chats with us as we record either show. You know what else I like? When we're able to go on vacation and do things and then we're the others able to go and find a co-host to fill in in the meantime, because we're all understanding you and me of each other needing to get away from each other. So a uh, special shout out to Chris Farrell from last week for filling SP seat. It was great having you on there, but uh, SP, I did miss you, of course. I do. I know you missed me because you referenced me several times. I did actually get a chance to listen to the episode. Chris did a great job. I want to thank Chris personally for taking my seat while I was gone. It was awesome that he was able to do that. And our audience, I guess, got an earful as to what Chris can do with stuff. So that was cool, too. And as we record this, because as SP says, we do stream alive at Geeks.Live. We got Jason M. Bryant in the chat, and he's saying, and big props to Chris for helping me work on the Twitch embed. So awesome. Uh, Chris Farrell, that's why we call you our Twitch master. He's not here to take that accolade uh, or rebuff it. I thought maybe he would just show up if I acted like he was here. That would be awesome if he would. He's always welcome. And he said, still not as good as better, better podcasting, though. Sorry, Canadians. Chris Farrell's not Canadian. <laughs> He'd be offended by that statement. No, he's he's saying that last week's better podcasting live chat wasn't as good as better, better podcasting. But why is he saying sorry, Canadians? I don't know. I am not Canadian. That's what I don't know. I, I'm wondering where this extra Canadian came from. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Anyways, Jason, thank you for joining us in the chat for us to question you. All right, let's talk about the thing that SP had to message me about. Uh, he's upset. He's angry. If you say SP in an angry voice, he will come in the current state that he is in because he's that angry already. I was angry, but then I power washed half my fence today, so it kind of took a lot of the anger out of me. But I will say that on Sunday, I was watching, I was on the treadmill and I was watching CBS Sunday morning. There up popped a Ted Koppel story, and it was a, just for everybody's trigger alarms out there. It was generally about the election, but let's skip through that. And he started talking about the fact that most Americans don't actually get their news from the news media anymore they get it from social media and for those in audio land quote unquote social media so about halfway through the report they go on a bender of several minutes talking about social media 
and how social media has this influence over the general public. And Ted Koppel couldn't wrap his mind around the fact that people were getting it through social media. So first of all, they were really misquoting what social media was in this instance, because every example that they brought up was a podcast or a show on YouTube that also had a podcast. So that's what they were talking about. They were talking about podcasters, influencers, and they just called it social media. So Ted Koppel's behind the times there already. And second of all, he's behind the times because he just couldn't fathom. I mean, literally, he was astounded. He just couldn't fathom the fact that most people were now relying on podcasts versus the general media. And I was like, yay for podcasts, first of all, for making this happen, because without the podcast version of social media, and again, for those in audio land, I'm doing the little quotes, quote unquote, social media, without podcasts out there, this wouldn't have happened. So you guys, you go, I mean, we're part of it too here on Better Podcasting, but it's it's in general, it's, it's podcasts are a thing that more and more people are getting their information from podcasts versus everywhere else. And Ted Koppel stumbled over it. He didn't actually say it. He didn't acknowledge it, but it was inherent in every single example that they were giving. Uh, remind me, Ted Koppel. Well, I know, but pretend you're reminding me. Remind me, Ted Koppel. Who is he? He used to be, he's retired, but he used to be, well, I guess he's called senior consultant or, or something like that, but he used to be the nightly news host on the CBS nightly news, whatever they call that. So the, that's who he used to be. And remind me, what is CBS news? It is a major network, TV network here and, in the United States. And a TV network. Remind me, how do you access a TV network? Usually. I mean, it depends on who you are anymore, but you can access it through open air in a lot of cases if you live close to a broadcast tower. And remind me, what is open air? Yes. Okay. So I I, I get where you're going at. (laughs) You know why I'm doing this though, right? Because these are legitimate things that me, as a a father of children who are fairly young, I'm I'm being a smart you-know-what because... Honestly, these are things I'm going to have to explain to them and have had to on several occasions explain. I'm not exaggerating. I have had to explain what live television is. And one Mm. of my kids, I think, still don't understand the concept because this is the world that we live in, is that lots of kids are used to on-demand services. They're used to this new thing. And I am not surprised at all that this 80-year-old guy that was a former whatever broadcaster. Anyways, retired broadcaster can't wrap his head around this because it's such a disconnect from where we are with the current young generation to his generation. And it doesn't surprise me at all. And these are the sort of disconnects that make the, you know, television and radio industries uh, basically fail. Like they have to either adopt, adapt now, or they fail because there are more and more people who are getting older that don't care about a television station or a, a traditional news broadcast. They don't get it, and they they don't care to get it because they know that they can get it through an alternative means that they can one time, one point five times through, or they can listen to when they want. Uh, where it's convenient for them. So 
things are evolving and it's not surprising to me at all. But um, I like the fact that it irritated him. <laughs> yeah, it definitely irritated him. It, it irritated me because they were mislabeling podcasts. But uh, Jason Alrun in the chat, by the way, he made a correction. Ted Koppel was the ABC nightly news anchor, not the CBS, although he does CBS senior consulting, I guess, for the CBS Sunday morning show. So that's where he was there. But he was the ABC anchor for years and years and years, a couple of decades, I think. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it irritated him to the point where he just didn't get it. And here's, here's my thoughts. And I posted this in Discord, but for those that aren't in our Discord, which you can find at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord, is that eventually this old guard that just does not think in those terms is going to go away. They're not going to be around anymore. How long is that going to take? I don't know, five years, 10 years, maybe 15 years. I think the change will be more complete in five years than it is today, but it, it has already changed since the last election. And again, I just don't want to get in the politics of it, but it's a major news cycle. And a lot of people look at how people are consuming things every four years in America because of it. And I think the next four years are going to be even more and more telling as, as we go forward. But yeah, it was, it's a major milestone for, for me to see uh, just one of the, the, greats uh to me anyway of news nightly hosting just he just d doesn't get it yet he will soon if he doesn't so you know me i always like to let you be corrected and just let you think that you're wrong but every now and then i come to your defense because i think you are a genuinely okay. nice guy and um i will i just looked it up that he is currently a contributor to cbs news sunday morning so i get why you made that confusion so yeah, well, I knew he was one of the the big hosts. I mean, I knew knew it wasn't NBC, but I couldn't remember if it was ABC or or CBS. And Dan Rather, I guess, was the CBS guy, and I don't think that CBS wants Dan Rather around anymore because he got into a little bit of um, I truthfulness issues, something mm. like that, in the past. Fair enough. Which was which was kind of funny because that's kind of what Ted Koppel was accusing all the social media of of not being truthful. And he was flabbergasted that nobody would would uh, correct them. And yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to go any further. No, than that. but I I'm not going to turn this in the direction that it's going. But I want to acknowledge all the people that are thinking what you're thinking about media. We know what you're thinking. And let's just leave it at that. And, you okay. know, you know, we, we know what you're thinking. OK, so we'll at least acknowledge we're, we're, that so that, okay. again, close the hate mail or send us hate mail for something else. Uh <laughs> All right. I want to talk about something that um, came up in regard to our last Better Podcasting episode. This was our last full Better Podcasting, which you can find at betterpodcasting.com. It was episode number 235, where we talked all about buying a domain for your podcast. Well, mm. we had a lot of people who had some comments about there. And one of the things that we mentioned when you're buying a domain is that sometimes, pretty much all the time, when you buy a domain... Uh, the first time, the first year that you're paying for is cheaper than the renewal price. This is pretty standard practice. You know, they give you the first taste for almost free uh, is what it comes down to. And that's not OK. That's not always true because there are premium domains where you actually pay more for the first year than the second year. But anyways, most of the time you pay a little bit for the first year and more for the next year. And sometimes it's not a huge difference. Like sometimes you're like, hey, I got my dot com for 99 cents. And next year I paid 10.99. 10 
Or sometimes it's elsewise, which is what we had Jim Video say. And he was saying that on DreamHost, which I guess was uh, the website provider that he registers his domains through, uh, the .tech domain is on sale for $2.99 for the first year. After that, it is $49.95. So you get three, or, or, or if you get three the first year for $8.97, the next year will be $149.85. Okay, I I get that, but my question is, I I hope that's in U.S. dollars and not Canadian dollars, because if that's Canadian dollars, it's like I don't know, twenty five cents American. That's a steal right there. Yeah, things can be very expensive for renewal, especially these new domains. And that's the thing is these new mm -hmm. extensions. And I I didn't want to get too far into it on the main Better Podcasting episode, but I thought I would here. My understanding of how it works is because they was opened up basically to anybody to create one there you you go and you pay a large sum of money to get your dot whatever so that's why you've got businesses that have a dot their business name but they have to pay a huge amount of money so what happens is i think these companies these companies that are are funding these new domain extensions are coming in and obviously they're putting down a wad of cash and they want to make sure to get that back. But then they also need to make sure that they can afford whatever is going to be in their future, because this is all uncertain times, because it's only been a few years we've had these weird extensions that I think that they, some of them, if there's not been a lot of uptake the first year, they need to be able to afford it so they have a higher price on the renewals. And this is not uncommon by any means um, to have such a large gap, like Jim said on these new extensions. It sucks. And the other side of things that I, I didn't talk about was it is a risk, I think, that you're taking when you're registering a new domain extension that all of a sudden they are going to bring up their huge or bring up their price a huge amount the next year. Um, I don't know if I want to say it or not. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Okay, I'm not going to say it. But there was a very, very premium podcast network related domain that I had an opportunity to buy because I watched, I watched it go through um, expiration and it was available. But it was a situation where I looked at it. It was a new domain extension and the renewal price was quite expensive as it was. And I was going to have to pay quite a bit to get it up front. But then it was even like I was worried this is going to be even more expensive the year after. So why why would I even put the cash up front? So I, I didn't get it and someone else got it because I'm sure there's lots of us waiting for it. But there, uh, there was a time that like I was like right there. I could have had it. Um, so I, I don't want to say what it was, but just know that that was a decision like that I made because I didn't know what the unknown would be of the future. And for something that was just kind of a cool factor, it wasn't worth it to me. I ran into an interesting use of a domain extension this past week, a podcast that I know of. I don't listen to it, but a podcast that I know of. They have a .com for their podcast, but they also have a offline community or online community, I guess, but it's kind of a gated community. So they went with a .club. So they have their podcast, like yourhobbypodcast.com. But then they also had yourhobbypodcast.club so that they could control access into that area. And I'm guessing it's because they needed to verify age, but 
anyway, it was a very neat use of another extension with their same name, but their original, their podcast name, the main one is still a .com. And we talked about that last week, but I thought that .club was kind of neat for a community to have. And if you are, maybe you have a network or maybe you just have an online community somewhere that is not where your podcast page is, might be an interesting thing to do, do a dot club. I think dot club's been one that's been around for a long time, if I remember correctly. Oh, no, it must have been early on. It was 2014, but I, I remember when it came up and I I laughed at it. Well, it probably was one of the first ones that came out, right? And you're thinking, why would I do that? I would just get the dot com, the dot org, the dot net or the dot CA for you. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, okay, I, I actually want to drop something on you that uh, n- nothing that we just talked about made me... I hope it's not bird poop. No. kind of done with that for no, today. No, um, okay. Yeah, you can share that story in our Discord server. I don't want to subject our listeners to that. <laughs> I came across this today. It came up as an ad, and I wanted to mention this. This was something that I didn't know was existing. You know how... We were mentioning a while ago that the Zoom ZDM1 has a, uh, is basically only available in a pack with headphones yep. and uh, whatever. Yep. I got an ad today for the Audio Technica AT2005 USB PK. PK. There is now a street podcasting streaming pack that that is being sold. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's included in it other than the microphone? It is including a microphone, a arm, and headphones. It's a uh, uh, one desk mounted arm? Uh, yes, it is. Um, it looks like a branded version of like an, a near, like, you know, this uh, the standard generic yeah. cheapo. Like, uh, it looks like it's got the logo on it, but um, yeah, sure. 189 listed um, Canadian. I'm not sure what the American price is. The Audio Technica site is redirecting me to. And it's 189. So oh, yeah, I see the Canadian. Maybe so, it's only oh, available. There we go. 129 US. I switched to the US. Site. Okay. So I just came across this today, but everybody's getting into it. Hey, everyone's getting into it. To me, I think it's a little like I get it because of the price where their mic is, but I think it's a little overpriced, at least Canadian. Well, it is with the 40s. The oh, um, it is the 40. No, it's the 20s. Oh yeah. I thought I've always thought the twenties were overpriced. Where did I see for? I saw forty somewhere. Oh, it was in the stuff down below it. So I I don't know. Yeah, I just I just came across this uh, just before I had to um, run out this afternoon. I just happened to come across this. So I I don't know. Um, I guess it's see, good that there's packages, but I do think it might be a little bit overpriced for what they've included. But I guess the flip side of it is the headphones are branded. Um, the mic is a Trident intrude microphone and um the arm is probably not great but hey i remember when we first started better podcasting there were still a lot of packs around of these things that were really not meant for podcasting a lot of condenser microphones a lot of really cheap headphones and to be honest a lot not all of them but a lot of the audio interfaces or the mixers were not ideal for podcasters either they were suspect in their reliability or they just didn't have the capability to do what you really needed to do for podcasting at least now this is five years later after we started better podcasting at least now we're starting to get a lot of podcast specific stuff that is actually meant for podcasters and 
This is a dynamic cardio microphone. Uh, we both own one. I have one in my travel bag and uh, we would recommend it for anybody that's starting because it's both USB and XLR. The, the one thing, well, I mean, I guess if you're starting out, the those cheap arms, they were $15 US at one point in time. I don't know what Here's they're going for now. The thing that I just noticed, it looks remarkably like a cheap arm, but yeah. it has the plastic piece, I believe, or it's a built-in cable because it does have wire management. Oh, it yeah, built-in cable. It out. So it's oh. not your standard, standard cheap one because those don't have any wire management. So I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, if it... So the wire that they're showing is a USB cord. Yes, it is a USB cord. So I hope that's not integrated because if yeah. you use it via XLR, then that wreaks havoc on that that mic arm. It says, um, yeah, internal or internal cable management for clean desk appearance. So you're you're probably right. It probably is removable. It's probably like the one that we use the Heil, where it's got a plastic piece. I hope so because yeah. if it's not, that's just. Wrong on so many levels. Pictures yeah, are not I'm looking that great. at it right now. Um, no, I don't know. You know what? It might not be. I'm I'm zooming. I'm sorry. This is riveting audio. That's why we say it's live and unedited. Um, yeah, I, I was looking at it and I couldn't tell. No, I can't. It tell. looked it looked like no versus yes. Yeah, or, and what we're talking about is that there are two versions of quote unquote integrated cable management. One is that they actually give the cable to you and it's integrated into the metal pieces. There's no way to get it out unless you cut out the ends. And if it ever goes bad, you have to get another one anyway. And it won't be integrated because there's no way with the ends that you can thread it through there. The other version is what Stephen was referencing that we both use on our Heil PL2Ts is the top bar actually has a plastic channel covering that comes off so you can embed the cable along the way and i've actually changed my cable uh twice since i got this so it's very good if you're planning to podcast for a couple of years at least because these xlr cables they do go out eventually and it's just good to be able to change out the cable and have the cable management still there so for the video watcher of this you've seen steven actually deal with his um and, and show everybody how we do our cable management there with the heil one and, and the heil is not the only one that has cable management the way that we do it but it's the one with it, that we use so and i'm comfortable recommending and i know it's yeah. a buttload of money but i'm comfortable recommending this arm you know it's it's a really good point though that you bring up if it is integrated with it being a usb cable so i don't know i wish we could see some better angles we'll find out i have no desire to buy this i'd rather put that money towards testing that new zoom pack myself so i've already mm -hmm. got an at 2005 and i've got audio technica headphones that i don't like that are better than those so anywho i just thought i'd mention it i just happened to see it this afternoon yeah, that's that's awesome. New new. Well, it's not really new gear. It's just a new pack, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But uh, they do. I think they do call it the streaming. They do streaming slash podcasting pack. Well, so the AT two thousand five has been going for seventy or eighty dollars US for quite some time, even before COVID, about eighty dollars. So you got eighty dollars for that. 
and you said this thing was 129 American. The headphones, even the 20s, they would go for $60, I'm thinking, 50, 60, we'll call it $50. So that's $130 right there. And then you add the 15. So really what you're doing is you're adding the boom arm, the cheap boom arm for $15. Yay. <laughs> All right. Let's get to some listener feedback that we had. Uh, first off, in our chat, um, Johnny was suggesting that the domain name that I bought was Elf. No, I'm not going to say it. It probably exists. Uh, sorry, Johnny. If you want to check out that, you can uh, come to our live chat and check that out. Let's just say it involved elephants and droppings. Okay. <laughs> Elephant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but in I, our... I couldn't say it. No. I couldn't. I could. That's why I abandoned it too. Uh, abort mission. Uh, <laughs> we also had uh, in our Discord server saying... Yeah, actually, it was... Yakko.org, Jeremy Dennis said, TFW, you're listening to the pre-recorded BP and SP references the new iPhone announcement that never actually happened. That was a couple weeks ago that he put that in our Discord, but I waited till you were back for us to discuss that. That was well, you uh, did... on our episode where we talked in our download about yeah. international gear release, release dates. Yeah, he did talk about it with Chris on the show here two weeks ago, but... Uh, yes, I did reference the new iPhone announcement. We were recording the BP early, but it was Friday before the Apple announcement. And to that time, I did not have any confirmation one way or the other that either the iPhone or the Apple TV, the new sixth generation Apple TV was going to be on that. So the new iPhone 12, which will eventually come out or the Apple TV sixth generation, both of which I'm looking forward to because I need replacements. and. I referenced the announcement would be happening, I believe it was the next Tuesday, and I was really excited to listen to it. Uh, consequently, I didn't catch it live, but my dad and I did actually sit down and watch it. We watched it because he was interested in the next generation of iPads and MacBooks. So we sat down and we watched it. He was very educated throughout the whole process, which I'm so glad it was actually one of the the newer style of Apple announcements and not the, you know, the drawn out three hour clap fest that they have in their Apple hall, wherever that is. It was, you know, it was produced stuff. It was more of an infomercial than a commercial, which I appreciated. We did enjoy also the new Apple Watch sixth generation, I believe, the new Apple Watch 6, we enjoyed that, with, especially with the blood ox in there that's got, got both my dad and my attention for health reasons. So it was really cool to watch it. The one thing I was really disappointed of, of course, is that there was no iPhone announcement and we had been talking about it on the Better Podcasting. So eventually the new announcement will come out and I'm guessing that there will be some surprises at that announcement. So that's why I'm not really set on a specific phone right now, because I know it'll change when the announcement comes out. But it doesn't matter which version it is. You'll still be able to get your podcast through it. And that's all that matters for the better podcasting audience. Just podcast. That's it. Who cares about any of the other features? Prioritize podcasts. I was using my iPhone 8 Plus today to listen to podcasts using my new AirPod Pros. 
while I was uh, power washing my fence and it, it went surprisingly smooth. I could hear him. I was also wearing ear protection over the AirPods because I was using a gas powered power washer. Yeah. But, but, uh, the fact that I could fit the AirPods in my ears and the sound protection over my ears at the same time, that was really cool. And a couple of people called me during the whole thing and they actually heard me. <laughs> Once I lifted the cup yeah. up, they they actually heard me through one of the microphones. So I was like, "Wow, this is this is actually pretty cool." So uh, new technology is great. It's not just Apple. You know, Stephen, you're a Google fanboy through and through right now, and I'm sure those would have done the same things. But that's what's more important. Is I was listening to podcasts the entire time. All right, let's bounce back to the domain and talk. Uh, we had waffles in our Discord say .fm for podcasts is a bit funny, and and here's the thing: I I put I had a big conversation in there, but I wanted to mention it on this show here because I was of the exact same mindset, one hundred percent. I was like, this is ridiculous that podcasts and non FM radio stations, specifically non FM radio stations, are using .fm because Full disclosure, I saw .fm being used for non-FM radio stations that I thought were ridiculous before I saw podcasts doing it. Like there were several things that used to grind my gears about people using .fm. And then recently I was like, ah, I, sh I should look this up. And then I, I, I saw that .fm was actually the country code domain because .fm was way before this big influx of what they call GLTDs. That's all those new extensions. The .fm is actually the country code domain for the Federated States of Micronesia. So that's the F and the M in there. So FM radio stations using .fm were repurposing it. So at that point, I'm like, yeah, this is no longer the hill that I could die on because what I had in my mind as what it should be used is not what it should be used for. So um, uh, anyway, like by definition, now there's tons of others that have. But yeah, I just thought that was uh, kind of interesting to to come across. Um, I was happy, though, that my that other people also were irritated by it because it made my my um, old thoughts. I still get irritated. OK, I'll get back to that. But anyways, <laughs> made my old thoughts feel a little little bit uh misery loves company that sort of thing and it's not misery but the other thing though that i do want to say is though even though that's technically the case podcasters and podcasts that are registering these and streaming services and whatever else is using this are not registering it because they saw it being used by the federated states of micronesia no they're using it because they saw FM radio stations using it and they're like, hey, that sounds cool. And so that's why I still kind of think that it's ridiculous that podcasts use it because they're not, they're using it because they think it's cool because that's like an FM radio station. So Waffles, you and I will stick together on this, okay? Yeah, for those of you that don't know where the Federated States of Micronesia are, think Fiji, you know, think South Pacific or the Pacific Rim. That's where it's at. It's not a radio by the way dot radio if you're into that dot radio is an extension which you can buy so you don't have to go with dot fm although i think i would go with dot fm knowing where the country is because it's one of the sailing destinations that i see <laughs> on the cruising sailing youtube channels i'm like yeah that's actually there's two cruising destinations in the world that are like the primo with I, i'll tip my hat off to a third 
So one is the Caribbean, you know, the Bahamas, Abacos, right around the this, this southern part of the United States, in between United States and South America, really. That's the primo one. They, there is nothing else that will top it in the world. Number three, the third one that I just want to throw in there is the Mediterranean. I mean, there's a lot of cruisers up there for various reasons because it's so close to Europe and you can hit a lot of different countries and you're not really going far and the storms don't get that bad. So that's what, what it is. The, th- the second one, though, is, is what I was saying, like Fiji, Micronesia, the Kingdom of Tonga, though that area, that is the number two area in the world. Um, all, uh, I just saw something. Apparently in 2008, they started allowing emoji registrations on the .fm. Really? Apparently on, on the .fm. So anyways... How, I, how do you do that? It uh, must be possible. I guess because it's technically a character. It's like how, uh, you know, non-English um, keyboards can have domain names as well, right? The, it, in certain conditions. So I guess that's what it is. Ultimately, it's just a different keyboard, right? The emoji keyboard. That's my guess. Um, because oh, technically wow. emojis are standard. That's why sometimes you can see like an iPhone user put one in and it shows up differently. Like if they're on a cross platform thing with like an Android user. So, you know, well, right. It, but I mean, what would actually be registered? Would it be like the, 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 the colon, whatever the emoji is called? And then another colon, is that what you're registering? Yeah. So like they, um, I'm looking uh, at the Wikipedia for emoji domains. Um, for example, www. And I don't know what's on this, but www.winkyface.tld is apparently one. But uh, I, I, oh no, that's probably just an example. But th- that would be the idea. Would it would be um, the emoji dot whatever? But I have no idea. I don't know how this works. I'm not that technical. Um, but if you want to know more, you can go to the Wikipedia article and find out what all. I- 14 domain extensions will take emojis at least as of May 2019. Huh. Uh, the last thing I want to say actually on .fm is that the other reason I have I think is weird that podcasters use it is because .fm is really expensive compared to some of the more mainstream ones. So it's just weird. Yeah, I wonder weird why. Yeah. It's it would be like it's I wonder if the .ca's are cheap. I, well. But it's exclusive to people that are in CA. So I wonder if the people in the Federated States of Micronesia are actually using this as a revenue generator. Could be. Could be. All right, let's talk about the thing that you and I both want to talk a lot about. And it might be the last thing we have time for. I don't know. This could take us a long time. Uh, We had multiple people in our Discord follow up to our conversation that we had on the last Better Podcasting about issues with the roadcaster pro we had no you don't say we had josh liston say i'm going to pull what files i have on the sd card tonight and then do a fact reset and uh sd card wipe and reformat i'd love to use the same card if i can as i paid a small fortune for a super high quality card so this was in follow-up to a comment that he had made about issues with his uh recording yeah, because he lost, uh, I th- think he said about a minute or so. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know specifically, but he did say he lo- he lost a part of the recording or it just stopped recording. Uh, here, and- I found it. Sorry, I didn't put it in there. Sorry, everybody. I uh, just had a project in my studio and halfway through the recording, the Roadcaster Pro failed and stopped recording. Said your Roadcaster had experienced an issue and stopped recording. Been noticing some strange artifacting artifacting since updating to the latest firmware, and today is 
failed. Had a backup huh. running, thankfully. Well, for those that don't know, Josh is Australian. He actually adores his road gear. He's not exclusive to road, but he is very much a proponent of road. So this must have hurt quite a bit because he likes gear that works reliably. And he likes his Australian gear, too. Just he, like Stephen, you would like your Canadian gear if they ever made yeah. me. But the thing is, like, you know, I, I don't want to misrepresent Josh. And I think that slightly does because he does like it. But he has expressed his issues a lot with the Roadcaster Pro. He's had several problems with it. And, um, he, and he he's uses called a spade it a, spade. a lot. Yeah. 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 Uh, we also, though, had current say my pro, my Roadcaster Pro did the same thing a couple weeks back. I don't know why. Huh. I did a factory reset and put a new SD card in. It hasn't happened again yet. So these are things that seem to be happening lately with this. And I guess, that, you know, when you are updating firmware, it definitely could happen. Um, I do have suspicions that they're testing. Like they're they're putting out a lot of updates is the way I look at it. Is they're putting out a lot of updates and that, mm -hmm. that that doesn't leave a ton of time for testing, right? So you could speculate based off of that. Uh, but the other thing too is it's a complicated beast, and we've talked about this. It's a complicated beast that does a lot of things, which is cool if it does them right. But once you start to have things that are software based that are doing a lot of things, it increases your odds of something going wrong. It's the way it's it's all technology, computers, phones, things like that. Until you figure out all these bugs, it happens. So um, I'm not I'm not surprised to see this, but I'm disappointed nonetheless. I know there's a lot of people out there that are proponents of the roadcaster and they think it's awesome for podcasting. And and actually coming from their point of view, I would agree with them. The roadcaster pro, there was really nothing like it other than the zoom l12 that came before it but they operate differently right so the roadcaster pro is an all-in-one solution there's two things with the roadcaster pro no matter what is happening with the software that i still have issues with and one is the limitation of the preamps which wouldn't be bad if it wasn't for the second limitation which is the fact that they don't have combo jacks or an ability to do a quarter inch input or insert, which is usually what offboard gear uses. If you're talking about like our DBX 286Xs, they, they would come in through a quarter inch input versus the XLR input. Uh, one could argue, why would you need a DBX 286 if you have all the effects on board the roadcaster? Well, there's other things out there that you might want to use and because the preamps are suspect, maybe you need an additional preamp, like a cloud lifter sort of thing, to go into the roadcaster to uh, deal with a little bit better gain or cleaner gain before you get into the system. Uh, so the two things combined are a limitation to the roadcaster. Now, for the vast majority of people that are using the roadcaster as podcasters, and really not going to have that limitation because they're using microphones that could be powered easily by the roadcaster but there's some microphones out there that the roadcaster is just not ideal for because of the limitations of the preamp and then you need just a little bit more gain and for that you would need a cloud lifter so those are my standing issues with the roadcaster and why i'm not going to go ahead and buy one until either gen 2 comes out or something else comes out as well the, the zoom p8 had my attention 
I think I mentioned it on the show last week on the, the, the main better podcasting show last week. I've since it settled into me that it has a limitation in the bit rate and the sample rate for the recording settings. And unless they can move away from that with a firmware update, then I just see that as a limitation to look somewhere else for my next step up in gear, because that would be a step down for me currently in where I'm able to record both bit rate and sample rate. I think it's worth note. I think it's worth considering the limited. I think it's practically for an average hobby podcaster, a non-issue at this time. I think. And yeah, you're, so. you're absolutely right for, although I still would like to test one yeah. just to make sure. You know, the other thing, like with all of this new equipment coming out, like you're mentioning, like the P8 and um, P4, P4, and what's the other one that just came H8. out? The, the um, yeah, and even the L8 to a degree, um, but not so much the H8, but I guess, uh, yeah, the H8 plays in a little bit. The Rodecaster Pro is big in comparison, like, and and I'm sure it's probably to do with hardware partially, but. Like the buttons are too big. The faders should be more condensed. And we've seen that this is like the buttons can go a lot smaller and still be practically used. Is it as nice? No. But I think that it's nice. Like the overall package would be more appealing because that is the thing is like I had it for a long time on my desk. I had to put papers on top of it. It was too big. It was too big because I was trying to trying to run it like, you know, do a little comparison between them. But it was just too big to leave in a void that I should have been able to leave it there next to my L12 or L8 or whatever I had at the time. So it's a little too big, I think, now that we're seeing what is possible with some of these other uh, devices coming out. I, I would like to see... I'd like to see it a bit smaller. And maybe that's why they've called it all this time the Roadcaster Pro rather than just the Roadcaster because they knew that they would come out with a Roadcaster that's physically smaller. But but I also think that like, I think when we look at the size, I think that it needs more, more XLR inputs to be deserving of that physical form factor. I think you would... Would you, would you want a combo xlr jack yeah. or would you want an xlr jack and a separate quarter inch jack on the same channel i think combo is fine i think combo okay. is acceptable um i think what they could do as like a separate jack would be where they've got the uh like the trrs they've got that there i think there could be a possibility there for a bit of um a split so it could be like a combined where it's a trrs or two uh quarter inches so like an either or sort of thing so you could kind mm. of multi-use that but i just think it's it's like looking at it compared to what we've seen with all these other things that are coming out that do m more multi-tracking and have some of the same ideas like the sound pads and things i just think it's physically big it's almost big. the same size as my 16 channel mackie mixer i mean it's smaller than it probably more so i have a mackie pro fx 16 v2 it's probably the same size as a 12 v2 and it's only got four channels coming in that you can plug into. I mean, I well, I guess five or six with the TRS jack, but you're picking up what I'm putting down. There. Yeah. Yeah, it is big. And the other thing is you can't, like you were saying, you were putting stuff on it. We both have audio racks on our desk. 
if you had something like that, and I know like Apollo makes something like that, you can make it into a rack mountable unit yeah. and then you could either stack it or put some stuff on top of it or, or maybe, you know, maybe some monitors on top of it or something like that. But for the mixer itself to be out in the open like that, it does take some desk space. And and that is really what I'm looking forward to is to reclaim some of my desk space yeah. with the next generation of stuff. And right now I'm not going to be able to with the Roadcaster Pro. All reasons why I don't want to get it. That said, when we were recording Gonna Geek this week, I had a brief moment where I heard some crackle and I heard it in my ears. Yeah. So I know it wasn't just USB. And then you heard it and Chris heard it and you were both like, whoa. And I was, whoa. We all three said, whoa, at the same time. And that has me worried because it means that something eventually is going to go wrong in my system. So I'm going to have to buy a replacement at some point. Maybe it's not, I don't know which you prefer, but maybe it's the DBX286 and you got a backup right there. I do. And I do I have, know an you extra... have another backup too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be, if it was the DBX, that would be the, uh, the least of my worries right now. I wouldn't have to spend anything for that fix. All right. And let's just quickly end on a fun note here. Yeah, sure. We had waffles today because I made a typo in our discord. We always remind people when we're going to be recording and I made a mistake. I had said that we would be recording at 5 p.m. Pacific slash 8 p.m. Pacific instead of 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. So Waffles you. was very quick to point this out. Something that I've noticed lately, and this has been a change in you and probably about the last 18 months, you used to be big on the East Coast time. You'd say everything in terms of the East Coast time, and that would be your preference. You've skipped over that. Now everything is in terms of Pacific Coast time for you, which is fine, by the way. I mean, that's the time zone that you live in but even dealing with me you used to be saying things in east coast time but now i've, I've just learned that you've switched over to pacific coast time so if you say five o'clock i know not to rush home from work because it really means eight o'clock my mm -hmm. time exactly and one of the reasons why is because i've i've realized that there are other people in this world that live on the pacific coast that are in podcasting <laughs> for such a long time i was only dealing with people who were east or central i, I for a while was with someone who is in central but then there are some people who uh live in my side of the world and uh things like that and uh not only that but you've got some canadian listeners you have can you true. say that there's an sp fan club out there there is a steven canadian fan club out there i also know for a fact that somebody that we uh we've had that listens here um is in alberta which is one hour difference than me the other thing that's come to my mind, uh, one of is not selfish, one of is selfish. Uh, the first is that it's looking like we have a whole bunch of time change stuff coming, getting flipped on no, its head. Oh, I don't know when that is. With, but no, I know you don't there, say. there's a whole bunch of uh, us Western provinces and states looking to band together and abolish daylight saving while others are going to keep it. But lastly, I realized why am I translating for you guys? You guys talk to me in Eastern, I'll talk to you in Pacific right back. And it's me. I'll, I'll talk in mine, you talk in yours, and if it falls apart, it falls apart. Or we'll end up with what Waffles pointed out, which is what I truly, truly wanted to point out, was he said, better podcasting, late night edition. So maybe, maybe in the future, <laughs> better podcasting, late night edition will be a thing. <laughs> At 8 p.m. Pacific, 9, 10, 11. 
p.m. Eastern. I'll have to get a lot more money for coming in than, than I do now because that would eat into my sleep time, which would decrease my work efficiency and therefore my pay will go down. So, yes, I, I would need <laughs> a little bit of compensation in order to do that. Uh, but that all said, uh, the fact that Steve and I are communicating in Eastern and Pacific, it's very important if you have guests that you communicate in one singular time zone. So I, th there's many examples of uh, scheduling apps out there that will schedule in terms of the local time for yes. who, whatever individual is using it. If you are doing that, if you have a lot of guests on your podcast, I would highly recommend that you talk in terms of either universal time zone or local time zones for everybody through an app. So that way there is no miscommunication and you don't miss out on a guest because of a time slot issue. I, I totally agree. You know, uh, all, all kidding aside, this is something that um, I deal with daily in my in my day job. So um, it's amazing how many people can't figure out the difference between one province. So yeah, I totally agree. Alaron in the chat, by the way, he said he is going to legally change his name. He shall now be known as Other Waffles. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to join Waffles and Other Waffles in our Discord, we'd love to have you over there. You can check out betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And hey, maybe we'll get a pancakes as well. Mm, I want waffles. So, whoops. <laughs> four episode for the audio listener I pressed the wrong button and I'm not editing that out for episode number 18 of Better Podcasting Live Chat I'm Stephen John Drew saying SP is back all is well again and I'm SP saying thank you to Chris once again for sitting in for me last week and I look forward to seeing everybody else in two weeks on this show bye bye waffles bye other waffles Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.